Welcome to this week's episode of Heart of the City, shot live right here in the Halifax Central Library, truly the heart of our city, Halifax. I'm your host, Tova Sherman, welcoming you back for another podcast. And it seems timely this time of year, certainly around Christmas, that we talk a little bit about family, family dynamics, and the holidays. The truth is you can put half your life savings into therapy, good therapy, effective therapy. And 15 minutes into the holiday, frankly, I become enmeshed in the same old crazy dynamics. All that training goes out the window the minute my aunt leans over and does her traditional medical update or a sigh from my sister which triggers an argument. A comedian once said, God, grant me the ability to change the things I cannot accept. I don't ask much, just socially appropriate behavior, minimal reparations for the more damaging incidents in our past. Although, come to think of it, things would certainly go better if you'd listen openly, agree with me on all significant issues, and possibly offer money. Well, it's a good thought, and I can see why it was a comedian who said it, because frankly, my family would laugh at that. But the truth is, we all have our shtick. And my family is certainly no exception. Although our currency is definitely laughs. As my mother often jokes, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And of course, in my family, there's always extra points if you can keep us laughing. But the truth is also that the dynamics are there. Me, being the youngest of five children, I've got all those traditional youngest things where I'm spoiled, maybe a little, where I give my sisters a hard time as much as possible. And of course, I have special, special ways of picking on my brother. But as my mother always said, you get more with honey. And someone like myself, who tends to be a little argumentative by nature, I think I really had to learn that. But ever since my mom moved to the States, she changed the line to, you get more with honey, and they carry guns, Tova. So be nice. So as you can imagine, and I think she just meant my family, but no, the truth is, if you can imagine, it's so important to create those dynamics and maybe be a little bit prepared. We're not here to give the answers. We just like to ask some of the questions. And one of my questions today is, given that family members are probably going to be exactly as they've always been, what do you need to do? And how much do you need to decide in advance on what you want to have come out of it? Are there certain relatives you simply can't tolerate? Are there others you can handle in group settings but not one-on-one? And how much time and intimacy with your family is enough? And how much is too much? And question is really, what are we willing to do about it? Would you be more enthusiastic about a get-together if perhaps you plan to leave no more than three hours, four hours, whatever it is? That's what I do. My friends laugh at the three-hour point because they know I'm putting my coat on. And frankly, if they're my house, they know I'm taking their coats out of the closet and handing it to them. So I've certainly come up with my solution on family and holidays, and that is limiting the time and letting everybody in on it ahead of time. But the truth is, when you're in the middle of that holiday feast, hopefully enjoying your favorite pie and ice cream, have you ever had that sister-in-law lean over and whisper, have you tried Weight Watchers? Because I've got to tell you, any kind of self-help book, self-enlightened experience, out the window it goes. So now what? That's one of the questions we're going to be asking one of our favorite experts, psychologist Dr. Bruce Mills today. The question is, why are people so stressed at the holidays? So let's go to our streeter and find out what the community has to say. And when I come back with Heart of the City, we're going to have Dr. Bruce Mills join us, talk a little bit about managing family in the holidays, or maybe not managing family in the holidays and just getting over it. We'll be right back with Heart of the City. Don't miss the, street, the streeters coming right up.
but I believe that there's a lot of pressure around those holidays. They only come around, they come around so infrequently that we want to perform to the best of our ability. And often those experiences, the, the holiday experience, there are so many more elements than a regular day. Because everybody's running around like monkeys. The malls and every friggin' store are packed. And instead of everybody enjoying the holidays and enjoying being with family and celebration, they're all just vicious trying to get their hands on whatever they want to buy. And it's just turned into a completely commercialized event. I find it really hard being away from my family where they're primarily in Newfoundland and I'm here. Um, so it kind of gets stressful trying to figure out whether or not I'm going to go home with my family or stay here with my family, which is my partner. Reachability and their facilitators and staff helped to bring it out of me. Reachability has a wide range of experts and programs focusing on self-awareness, health and wellness, education, employment, and recreation. I feel more energetic. I feel more proud of myself. I have more self-confidence. I didn't think I could do it, but I did. For more information, visit reachability.org. Welcome back to Heart of the City. Well, we heard what the streeters have to say about the holidays and family and getting along with people, but I had to bring in our resident psychologist, Dr. Bruce Mills, because Bruce and I have often discussed the holidays before, during, and after, and we usually have a few good anecdotes between us around managing some of those more challenging things. So first of all, welcome, Bruce. Thank you. I yeah. do not have a list of questions. I merely wanted to talk a little bit today about your thoughts on the dynamics of family and why is it that holidays seem to really trigger some of the most unpleasant of experiences? It could be. First of all, I want to just say that I have been at Tova's house for the holidays, and now I know when you took my coat out why I had to leave. Three hours was up, Bruce. That's my maximum. You're right. I think the main issue for people is the great height of expectations. Expectations for food, for behavior, for arrival time, for departure time, and uh, expectations for what we want from each other. I think the, uh, the bar is very often set too high. So what you're saying is we're expecting too much at the holidays. We want the turkey to be perfect. We want the relatives right. to all be nice. We want the aunt not to ask me about Weight Watchers for a second time. Yeah. Are we asking too much? I don't think even the word is expectation okay. with holidays. For a lot of people, the word is what I demand for the holidays. And when those demands become so high and they're not met, then the holidays become just a series of uh, concurrent frustrations eating a thoughts yes so we're at while we're shoving the food in our mouths which of course in my family is a big comfort move so right. I always feel like we eat more at the holidays because we have to be with each other and we're literally shoving down some of those words maybe right. with a pecan pie right. I I or in your case date squares which you happen to do yeah. a beautiful date square um, that said Bruce let me ask you this if we're not ex if we have these anticipating kind of ways things demands, work, yeah. where demands where do those come from? I mean, did we just assume things should be a certain way? Are we again buying into the, the media movies? Because if I see one more Christmas Hallmark movie, wow, I think I have to cancel cable. Well, I, I think Christmas movies, to be fair, are becoming more and more about uh, dysfunctional situations, which is possibly a good thing. So we, you know, we don't have those old-fashioned perfect Christmas card 
stories coming as much as they used to. Uh, the Hallmark moment kind of movies. You clearly don't have Slice or W channel. <laughs> well, they're still there. I, I think what we need to do is to adjust our expectations, to adjust our demands, and to, to accept, first of all, what we are, what we're bringing to an event, and secondly, to accept openly what other people are bringing and expect from us and from the event itself. Why is it, Bruce, I can take um, a comment from somebody who I know, even at work or, or as a longtime friend, but I absolutely go, admittedly, ballistic when a certain sister says it because I read in all of this energy that I'm not even sure she's aware of. It's not that you read stuff in. It's that you will accept something from a stranger and probably forgive them for it but you expect more from your sister. You expect that your sister won't say that, or if she's thinking it, she won't say it. But knowing you, you will somehow perceive that your sister wants to say it. And it's always her fault. Th the moment is doomed to begin with. So the que my question to you is why, do you why would you demand so much of your sister as to, to expect her to keep her mouth shut? When you know that she's something she wants to say, and frankly, Tova, there's probably stuff you want to say too. And I'm definitely not keeping my mouth shut. So, so there we go. There we go. So um, we now know why my family dynamics can get a little awkward, but I'm not so sure that we, we, we've done much in the way of um, looking at some of the dynamics that are happening for everybody when we get together. Isn't it a lot of it have to do with that we don't see each other and then we're all crowded into one room though? It's possible, and it's also possible that in the absence of, of that familiar being with people all the time, that we develop some rather idealized, imaginary uh, pictures of what they are in our heads, and then when we actually get to be with them, oh my God, they're not like that at all. They're exactly like they were last year. Or it could even be a longer period of time since we've seen people. We all know the family reunions have gone horribly wrong. Yeah, and we it's don't the need a holiday thing. to have something go horribly wrong in my exactly. family. I know that. So a lot of it, uh, some of it is just being out of touch with family members for such an extended period of time. Then when we get together, we're expecting something that just does not exist in reality or something that does not exist anymore. Should I have guilt, Bruce, that I set up a phone call after about two hours when I'm at with my family for someone to call me and pull me out? I hate to bust myself, but just in case mom's not listening, I, I was really hoping that that would still work. Right. Is that... Is that sort of over dramatic or really too deceptive for the for, for the call, or can we just roll with this and go? If you need no, that call, make I, that call happen. Quite but frankly, it's quite deceptive. Quite frankly, I think people know what you're doing. Yeah. So that the, the three-hour pull the coat out of the closet uh, sign and the the invisible phone call after two hours, people know what those are. But I have to say this: that if that's the way you can survive for two or three hours, good. It's, it's a survival mechanism. It helps you get through the event. I wonder what everyone's are. Bruce, I mean, you've had those moments yourself where it might have gotten to the point, oh, you're going to deny it and you're so no, not telling I, you the I, truth. But uh, we've all had those moments where we needed to sort of say, this is enough. What would be your method of dealing with that? Are you the guy that goes, I've had enough? Have you ever been able to do that? No, I'm much more diplomatic than you are. Okay, so you don't say the words, I've had enough. I will you say, say the this. You say had enough. Some people survive <laughs> by drinking, drinking too much. Some people survive by eating too much. Some people survive by talking too much. 
But the survival of these events often seems to be uh, an excess of what is normally considered to be uh, normative. So it, it, in, in yeah. one form or another, we're, we're expressing our frustration or at least some of our anxiety in excess, whether you're, that's one more bottle of wine or another slice of turkey. Or less of something. So you're going to compensate for what is real by either uh, overdoing it or, like you say, like leaving after 15 minutes is not really a... Two hours. Two hours is okay. <laughs> 15 minutes, no. Not okay. So I think you're, you're going to find that there's compensatory things that people do, not just you, and you probably may not be aware of it, but the other people in the event are doing exactly the same thing in a different way. So the brother that drinks too much is probably finding it just uh, like a sensory overload or something, so he's going to sedate himself with that extra bottle of wine. I think that sedation is a great word because I think <laughs> that whether it's the turkey... Or the wine, I think, um, on the holidays, a sedation is, I see one of those things that yeah. we all reach for, whether right. we love our families, which in my case, I adore my family. I right. mean, we all have our moments, but I absolutely love being with my sisters. We laugh. I adore being with my mother, as you know. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of someone who loves her family, but absolutely finds myself still kind of feeding the insecurity around it one way or the other through excess. If there's anything that needs to be compensated for at these events, it's generally overstimulation. It's so much talk, so much food, so much wine, so much dessert. It's never that there's too little of anything. It's never that, oh my God, I went to this Christmas party. There was not enough conversation. Nobody was talking. It was always, oh my God, everybody was talking. They were always talking at once. I was constantly leaving the room to use the restroom. I had to go outside for a cigarette. I can't take all this. And I don't even smoke. So, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but we do there what we've go. got to do, that's for sure. So, Bruce, when I come back, we'll, we'll wrap this conversation up. Perfect. But I wanted to, first of all, tell all of you dealing with family dynamics, uh, the worst-case scenario, so you have the extra butter tart. But what matters <laughs> is that we have a certain amount of self-awareness, I think, in what's going on and our need to sedate to some degree. And let's ask ourselves... Does that sound a little like me? Well, well, we'll wrap up with Bruce when we come back with Heart of the City uh, right here at the Halifax Central Library. One moment. Bath is back. Thanks to the great success of our inaugural year, the Blue Nose Ability Film Festival is coming to Halifax Central Library with more filmmakers, screenings, and industry events than ever before. Bath is Atlantic Canada's first and only disability film festival. From technical training for industry professionals to interactive activities for the beginner, there is something for everyone. And every event we offer is free. For more information, surf your way to baff.ca. That's B-A-F-F dot C-A. And I wanted to just wrap up the thought about family, feasts, the holidays, managing the best we can, acknowledging that sometimes the overstimulation of that holiday is one of the triggers that sets us off. And I think that's a really good thing to recognize. If I haven't seen someone in a year yeah. or something like that, it's everyone's on top of you yeah. wanting all the information. You're trying to encapsulize your entire world in a year to them. And I always feel that anticipation. Yeah. Oh, I gained weight. I don't want, you know, they may not say it, but they're thinking it. Yeah, so we kind of set ourselves up to some degree, and too. And there's some we? hubris there, too, because you want to tell people what you've been up to for the last year. Usually you do, unless there's a whole pile oh, as long of crap as it's good that, stuff. You're, <laughs> that you're ashamed of. I will tell you this. If you can't manage it, then you shouldn't do these events at all. If you can manage them somehow through these compensatory efforts, 
go go for These it. These are the alcohol, food, whatever. Yeah, but if not, just skip them. Just so you've got permi- you're giving permission to folks to say, you know, family in the holidays. If you can't handle it, don't skip force it. yourself. If it's going to make you sick, if it's going to be a very bad time for you and your family, if it's going to have la- lasting consequences, then I don't think it should happen. I would worry about the Jewish guilt, though, in my case, and probably I would too, yes. uh, if you try to skip something with my mother. Right. In fact, I did try to skip a family party. I had something booked, got her permission, and then she called me and said, I hope you're still going to be able to make this event as well because I don't think I can hear about your Las Vegas trip if you don't come to this event as well. So, Tova, you've got to learn to tolerate. Maybe you can temporarily increase your level of tolerance for an event for a few hours or a few days. I think my family deserves that. I think so, too. I think that's great. So for all of you who need to face your families this holiday season and beyond, I think it's important to know our limits, have some strategies in place. Hopefully it's not just pure excess. Or don't do it. Or don't do it. Dr. Bruce Mills has given you permission. This is Heart of the City, and when we come back, we're going to talk to our friends at the library on this week's readings and a little bit more about the family. We'll be right back. Did you know that Halifax Public Libraries can help you keep those New Year's resolutions? Well, we can. Whether it's learning a new skill, planning your dream trip, getting in shape, or maybe just wanting to read more books, you can drop into your local branch and check out our services, collections, and programs. Our helpful and friendly staff will help you make 2017 your best year ever. And welcome back to Heart of the City, here in the heart of the city, the Halifax Central Library. And as always the way, before we close out this episode on family and the holidays, we wanted to invite one of our many friends from the library to talk a little bit about some of the best reading and maybe even some of the things that have been happening around family and maybe she's got some thoughts on holidays. Heather Dopner, children's librarian, welcome to Heart of the City. Hi Tova. I'm so glad you're here because um, first of all I love the children's section here and I know you've got a big hand in that but I really wanted your input on on family and the holidays and some of the thoughts you might have and maybe some of the reading you might have. What are you bringing to us today Heather? Any thoughts, stories, whatever you'd like. Um, I don't have anything related to the holidays, you guys. (laughs) Let's cut that in. No problem. There's no problem. We'll just do this piece again. What do you want me to call it? Don't worry about it. Uh, Family dynamics or for kids or how does um, the library support families? How about we do that? mm -hmm. That's your question. That's what I'm asking. Yep. Okay. It's just that we we stopped doing programs uh, in early December, so... It's hard to have those. Got yeah, it. it's hard to have those. And this year, also, some of the floors aren't even going to be open close to Christmas. When this comes out, the, the following few days are, are going to be well, kind of Well, we won't focus on that. We'll focus different. on how the library generally supports families. Okay, that sounds We're good. We're right back to it. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Heart of the City right here at the Halifax Central Library. And as always, we don't want to leave this episode around the family and family in the holidays without talking to the library and getting some sense of what their stories are. So with us today is Heather Dopner from the, ch- the Children's Librarian. And I wanted to start by asking, how does the library support families, Heather? Hi, Tova. Um, we have programming. We have lots of collections. So we have lots of books for families to check out. So one way that we support parents is to provide a place for parents to meet up and hang out in um, you know, a space that isn't somewhere where they have to buy something or out on the street where it can be cold all winter long. And we have services for everyone. In, and 
a place for kids to play indoors. Your children's section is truly one of the most beautiful places in the city. Yeah, and I don't I think even so think too. I'm exaggerating. I mean that sincerely. So we're always interested in, you know, I mean, kids love coming here. I see it all the time. But I, I know that you also take a lot of pride in, in making sure that there's things available for, for those kids and for those parents that makes, makes mm -hmm. it even more engaging here at the library. Yeah, most weekday mornings we have a program for preschoolers and their families. And, and we base all that on the uh, principles of every child ready to read. So we model enjoying books and we sing and we play and we read and recognize letters. And over the years, you know, it, it adds up. I think that children are ready to read when they visit the library. I think also this is one of those places that welcomes them and gives them such a positive message around reading in books. It's not, you know, it's not dark and dreary, you know, a book then represents something in a dark corner, but rather the brightness and the opportunity. And again, the additional programming that you offer, I think makes it pretty exceptional. You must love what you do, Heather. Yeah, I do. I love having... Was that a setup? Is that okay to ask? No, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I love having a, such a big, bright place for kids to come and play. Um, and older kids come to our afternoon programs. Sometimes they read with a dog. We have a program for that. And um, we also have a program where teens mentor younger children. It's called Leading Readers. And every Wednesday, they hang out together and read and play. So. I love leading readers, and I hope that everybody who is listening is sharing that because there's a lot of young teens, and they do want to do something productive, not sure exactly where to plug in, and I think that just sounds fantastic. I hope people will follow up and find out more about that from you, Heather. Oh, yeah. We have opportunities for dozens, uh, dozens of opportunities for teens to come and hang out with us. You know, you want to get rid of your teens over the Christmas holiday. I think uh, there might be some fault. No, and beyond, of course. But I hope that everyone will be reaching out who who's interested in the children's library and no one better than the children's librarian, Heather Dopner, no, Dopner to uh, assist us in that. And I want to thank you so much for coming today, Heather. And I know we're going to have you on again because whenever we talk about kids or engage families, you're the person I like to turn to to find out more about what's happening and how we can plug families in right here at the Halifax Central Library. Sure. I'd love to come back. And I wanted to thank you very much. Um, Heather, was there anything else you wanted to add that, you know, maybe I haven't asked you about because it's such a treat to have you here? Um, I brought a couple of books that I wanted to mention. Oh, yay. You're supposed to, and it's my fault. So what are our premier books to select for this week? Oh, well, I brought some about parenting and keeping your cool. I have two kids, age five and eight, nine. I know it can be hard. And organizing everyone and getting everything done, oof. So how about um, The Mother of All Parenting Books? That's a Canadian guide to raising happy and healthy children. It's by Anne Douglas. There's a newer edition from 2014 that your listeners might want to check out. Um, and Mindful Parenting. That one has a long subtitle. Uh, Simple and Powerful Solutions for Raising Creative, Engaged, Happy Kids in Today's Hectic World from 2013 by well, Catherine Well, if they can Riggs. do it, they deserve to have a long title. <laughs> right. That's what I say. If they can make that happen, I'm in. Give it a try anyway. <laughs> I love that. And I thank you, Heather. Honestly, it, asking the library to also get those books and figure out what fits the shows, we're really grateful for that. And I encourage everybody who has a kid and has not yet made it to the library to come visit our good friend Heather at the Children's Librarian right here at the Halifax Central Library. Now from here we're going to be getting an opportunity to listen to today's um, contributor 
at the end of the show. And as always, we're going to have a poet or musician. I'm going to surprise you, which I usually do because I never really know what's going on. But the truth is today, Jason is our local artist, and he's going to be providing us with a music sheet. I know not what that means, but let's find out. For Heart of the City, for this week, I'm Tova Sherman. Please join us every Tuesday and upload us from iTunes or SoundCloud for Heart of the City or Hot City. Bye for now. Leave it to the, leave it to the father of the year. Leave it to the musician of the century. Leave it to the, uh, the artist of entertainment. He knows it all. Comedian, jokester, going through nicotine withdrawal. Yeah, we got a baby on the way. I better hit murder. 33 days later, wanna commit murder. Synthetic highs, cocaine, legal drinking. 17's not too young, you start thinking. She ain't practical, your daddy, dude, you left a mess. Keep talking, the phone calls are becoming less. When you're alone with not a thing except your mind. You having a boy, shit, you was up drinking the whole night. Got the first paycheck, yeah, went straight to your head. New Ray Bans, when you and your son, you bright red. Dishwashing, stocking shelves, this ain't the plan. What you expect, an operating drills are in the town. 250 bucks on the crib, hardly expensive. If you think that now, why'd you get so defensive? Tiny town, tiny dupe, your tiny wallet. Leave it to me to forget a dream. Of how we saw it. Leave it to me, leave it to me. Leave it to me, leave it to me. To make the wrong decision every time. Stop by giving my two cents. Next, you got a couple of dimes. Anything to prove that I'm right. Stubbornness leaves you empty inside. Leave it to me. To take care of things as if you can trust it to me. I know we planned all this. Maybe we kind of rushed it. Leave it to me. Yeah. Flying home, now Hallie first, the cave last Wanted the city more than I wanted to be a dad Was just a scared young man, I didn't understand Like teaching baseball to him, never in underhand 151, blunt raps, more cheap liquor Got back home, straight to a crib, couldn't come quicker Only a few months left until that boy showed Funny how I got immature, yeah, but you straight road All the parenting books I never looked at Wish I had read him, you should've left, shouldn't have took that Home now, but barely home, still fiending That word placement job had to do raking in the greening Met people, bad influences, tied to cocaine Leave it to me to go through that and remain the same Leave it to me to just walk away, never stay Leave it to me to fuck up a good thing, regret it to this day Leave it to me, leave it to me Leave it to me, leave it to me To make the wrong decisions every time Stop by giving my two cents, nigga got a couple of dimes Anything to prove that I'm right, stuffing this leaves you empty inside Leave it to me, To take care of things as if you could trust me I know we planned on this, maybe we kinda rushed it, but Leave it to me